Broadway Sword Podcast, the hockey podcast that talks about Buffalo Sabres and New York Rangers hockey, hosted by John Scuza. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. I'm your host, John Scusa, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about some really good hockey, actually, for once. In a couple of weeks, the Rangers are on a four-game winning streak. The Sabres absolutely dominate two teams with two six-period goals. So let's let's get into the Sabres, because this is exciting with this, this six-period goals. So the Sabres have two explosion games. Two explosion games. They win 9-4 over the Columbus Blue Jackets last week. And then last night, they win 6-0 over the LA Kings. And what's uh, what's baffling is that LA's Kings game, all the goals came in the third period. All of them. All six goals come in the third period for the Sabres. And then in the Columbus Blue Jackets game, all six of the nine goals come in the first period. And... Tage Thompson puts up four goals in that period alone, just alone, by himself. He scores four of the six goals for the Sabres last Wednesday, and it was an offensive explosion. And, I mean, the sad part about this was for a lot of Western New Yorkers, specifically in the Buffalo-Rochester area, was they couldn't see it because the game was broadcast on national television on TNT, and they were having a problem where the there was this graphic that was frozen on the TV that showed Tage Thompson stats and Columbus Blue Jackets superstar Johnny Gaudreau's stats, and it just was stuck there for the first period. So a lot of Western New Yorkers who were trying to watch this game and was trying to and heard about it on the on on social media couldn't even watch it because it was stuck. So they couldn't watch it. So like some some fans, they would you know got the the TNT app and logged in through the cable provider or something like that and watch the watch the first period that way. But but again, so but back to the you know the the good part about this four goals for Tate Thompson in that first period four goals and he ended the game with five goals in total of that game. The Sabers again, like I said, six goals six. It was six nothing. At the end of the first period, in amazing, shocking, shocking fashion, and then what the funny part is is technically the game that was broadcast, like actually seen on television broadcast, Columbus outscored the Sabers four to three technically in the two periods that were actually shown on TNT, the TNT network, and but still that's a huge win, an offensive explosion for the Sabers, and you know what's hard about that is. Especially with the way sports is, you know, a team puts up nine goals, which is a lot of goals for hockey. Like, even five is like, wow, that's a lot of goals. Nine is like, oh my goodness, like everything was clicking and just the goalies were not having it. And the defense was just like, everything was going in. It did not matter. You had all the puck luck in the world. And what scares me, especially specifically being a sports slash hockey fan, is you would think the next game they're going to score they're going to get shut out or score one goal and actually i mean this is a good turnaround for the sabers after that eight game losing streak they return home this past friday they lose four three in overtime to pittsburgh 
mind you, there was an ugly game, and I'll get into that for a sec. And it, I'll get into that for in a second. But you know, they put up three goals, and they forced overtime and got a point out of a, a Pittsburgh team that still seems to how be somehow still is relevant and is high up in the standings. I believe currently they're second or third in the Metro right now, and they're still somehow winning games and stuff. But, you know, to score, to put up nine goals on the road and then return home and not get skunked or only score or have a not a not a terrible offensive night was is good to see for the Sabres. And, you know, so they lose that game 4-3. They were at a disadvantage going into the overtime period because Jeff Skinner cross-checked Jake Gensel in the mouth towards the end of the period or end of the third period and it made him bleed and they gave him a five minute major and a game misconduct so Jeff Skinner was tossed out of the game so the Sabres were basically on the penalty kill for most of the overtime period and on a four on three in overtime like that you just it's really hard to kill off all that you know to kill off basically the whole overtime period on the kill so they end up losing 4-3, and then they go into Pittsburgh and lose again in a home-and-home home series, and they lose 3-1 in Pittsburgh, and that game was a little, that wasn't that it wasn't much better, and uh, Jeff Skinner was actually handed a three-game suspension by the league for creaming Jay Gensel in the mush and, you know, making him bleed and such, so... But after that, you know, they get two days off. And then, like I said, last night on Tuesday, Tuesday last night, they went 6 nothing in a game that went back and forth, back and forth. They were heavily outshot in the first period. And it was 0-0 going into the third. And then all of a sudden, the, the floodgates open up with, again, T.H. Thompson, Victor Olfson, J.J. The, the young, the kids are starting to score. Paterkus, the Paterkus scores, you know, you get Tuck scoring, Thompson with a second goal, and then Peyton Krebs put, finally putting one in, who's starting to slowly heat up for the Sabres. So it was, you know, it, it was a good week for the Sabres. You know, yeah, you lo- lose twice, but you're losing to a team that's, you know, ahead of you in the standings, but you're staying competitive. You're not, like, rolling over and losing 4-5-1 to Pittsburgh back-to-back nights you're you took them to overtime and you lost because of a because of a of a penalty and you know and then you know you go into Pittsburgh and it's hard to win in Pittsburgh you know being a Rangers fan slash Sabres fan I mean I've watched multiple games it's really hard to win in Pittsburgh so but the Sabres you know good week starting to come back they're almost up to 500 they're currently 13 14 and 2 with 28 points and they're currently sitting seventh in the Atlantic but it's still it's still like mid early season, so you know there's there is still time to make some ground and make some make a late season push eventually for the Sabers. So an upcoming schedule for the Sabers on Thursday they will travel to Colorado to take on the defending Stanley Cup champions Colorado Avalanche. Then they travel to Arizona to play in the five thousand seat arena in Arizona and take on the Coyotes. And then Monday they will move to Vegas and take on the Golden Knights in a game that has a lot of that has become a rivalry over the last year because of the Jack Eichel trade and the uh, the distastement and ugliness of that whole fallout leading up to that trade and after that trade. So now we move into the New York Rangers, who I've been bashing 
and just you know getting on their case and stuff because they've just they've been playing very sloppy inconsistent hockey and now they're on a four game winning streak and i said it last week with that chicago game and even that st louis game that those might be the turning points and it's starting to look like that that third period in st louis almost was like a flip of a switch that they returned back to the team that they once were winning games finding win games doesn't at all costs Igor Shosturkin, I mean, he's going back to what he was doing. I mean, bailing the team out, which is, you know, that's what he did all last year. But they're finding ways to win. They they beat St. Louis 6-4. Great third period. Get a great, you know, you get great two points. You go to Vegas. I Yes, Vegas was hurt and stuff. But you roll into Vegas and you beat them 5-1 convincingly in their own in their own stadium. And you score three goals in under two minutes, just pounding away, pounding away. And the key to all this is the kids are starting producing. Miller, Kako, Lafreniere, Hedl, you know, they're just producing. They're putting pucks in the net. They're making those plays. They're putting up points. They're showing up on the score sheet more often. You're hearing their name on the broadcast more and more and it's really good to see so you know they were a big contribute in that game they roll into colorado in a very highly tested matchup and win 2-1 in a shootout in colorado and you're like awesome that's great you know they beat again another you know injured banged up team but still a good hockey team and you beat the team in front of you and then you return home and you play your crosstown rival in the new jersey devils a team that has been steaming hot all season long and to start out that game going down true nothing early and i was like oh here we go again they returned back to old form but they didn't they returned the favor from what happened the last time they played the Devils, where they went up early and they and New Jersey sandbagged them and came back and won. The Rangers did the same thing. They came back down three one, tied the game, and won it in overtime with a gorgeous pass from Artemi Panarin to Filipino that rang one right off the post and in to give the Rangers the four three overtime victory. And it was just it was astonishing because it's like. They're starting to play better. The kids are starting to click. They're finding new people to work with. The kids are playing together again. I mean, the game-tying goal, five Ranger draft picks on the ice. Keandre Miller, Braden Schneider, Philip Hedl, Capo Caco, and Alexi Lafreniere, all number one picks in the last five years, all on the ice, contributing to a goal after the Rangers had just scored on the power play to make it 3-2, win the faceoff, go down into the zone, a great pass from Miller to Kaku, who bangs it home to tie the game. Just astonishing play. Like, Heedle is three points in three games. Kaku has two goals in three games. Lafreniere has three points in four games in you know during the win streak. It's They're starting to produce. They're starting to show up on the score sheet. And it's starting to show that, you know, the Rangers need these kids to to produce and that's always been the number one factor to if the rangers are going to take that next level and their kids are starting to produce and you know like kako was having all kinds of puck unlucky puck luck can't find it 
kid's starting to score. He's got two goals in three games. And like they always say, when it rain, sometimes when it rains, it pours. And God, I hope it pours for him because this is this this would be the start of an amazing thing for the Rangers. And like I said, they're finally they're finding ways to win. Coming back, hit you know you know goalieing teams, beating on teams that are in front of them that are supposed to be better than them, but they're beat up. This is the way that the Rangers need to do it for the rest of the season to bully their way into the playoffs and bully their way into a really top spot in the Metro, which is becoming really, really tight between five to six teams. So this is going to be an amazing almost second half of the season, and I'm very excited to see. So right now the Rangers are 15-10-5 with 35 points, and they're fifth in the Metro currently. But like I said, they're hot. They're, they're, they're on a four-game winning streak, and they're right behind everybody. Everybody is tightly contested. I mean, honestly, right now, the Rangers are in fifth at 35 points, and New Jersey's in first at 44 play, uh, four, with 44 points, but between second with the Carolina Hurricanes at 38 points and fit, or to sixth with the Washington Capitals at 34 points, there's four points that, that, that separate those five teams. So this is going to be a great, great, and uh, you know, second half of the season, and I'm very excited. So an upcoming schedule again. The Rangers continue to play some top. You know, uh, they finish out this tough opponent road tr- or you know, stretch where they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have been having another good year. You know, you can't argue Toronto's Toronto. They're, you know, they're second in the. The, the Atlantic right behind the Boston Bruins. So that's another tough matchup. It's at the Garden in New York City. So hopefully the Rangers are ready to play a team like Toronto. And then on Saturday, Sunday, they will do two away games where they will travel to Philadelphia to take on the struggling Philadelphia Flyers. And then they will hopefully try to get some revenge on the Chicago Blackhawks as they will travel to Chicago to take on the Blackhawks. So that is it for this episode of the Broadway Sword Podcast. Please Promote this podcast. Share it with your families and friends. Again, I would really love to grow this podcast. I hope everybody has a happy and safe holiday. And I will see you on the next episode.